Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Today's episode of the Star Local Media Sports Podcast is brought to you by King Arthur Clocks and Jewelry, Bavarian Grill, and Yeal Butcher Shop. King Arthur Clocks and Jewelry, a longtime retail and repair shop for, you guessed it, clocks and jewelry. Everything from grandfather clocks to mantle clocks, wall clocks. Hey, if you just need to get the battery in your watch replaced, King Arthur Clocks and Jewelry has you covered. Not only that, they are also a gold and silver exchange. So if you have any gold coins, silver coins that you're looking to trade in for cash on the spot, King Arthur Clocks and Jewelry has you covered there as well. They are located at 1201 North Central Expressway. Having served Plano for over 30 years, King Arthur Clocks and Jewelry. And now, let's podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Star Local Media Sports Podcast. My name is Matt Welch. I'm the sports editor with Star Local Media, and I am being joined by Justin Thomas, sports editor for our Denton County Papers, as well as Kendrick Johnson, sports editor for the McKinney Courier Gazette. And gentlemen, let's let's answer a couple more questions. Just like we did last week, we're going to throw out two more questions from our summer question series for this week. Just kind of bring them to the open air and just see what we can, uh, what kind of discussion we can have about them. Today's, uh, today's topics, two things that are uh, a bit more uh, kind of entrenched in just kind of the lore of, uh, of high school athletics, uh, student sections, and rivalries. Let's um, let's start with student sections. So the way the question is framed for um, you know for the for the piece this week is simply which school boasts the best student section in each of our respective districts. Um, you know, kind of what uh, you know you can kind of go a bunch of different ways as far as what makes a standout student section. But at least um, at first glance, uh, Justin, when you think of you know your Louisville ISD district and Capella and Six Six A, what kind of uh, are there any student sections that kind of jump off the page that you're looking forward to this coming school year? I think the one that kind of sticks out to me the most is over at Coppell. Okay. Um, <coughs> Football-wise, uh, football you know, they usually always have big crowds mm-hmm. generally, but the student section is always pretty fun. They're, you know, they're the one that typically comes up with, you know, you'll see more signs there, it seems like, stuff like that. They mm-hmm. do their thing where they all throw up the dust at the start the of the powder, game. Yeah. Yeah, the powder, yeah. The powder, which is really cool. So they always seem to have good crowds there and stuff for mm-hmm. football, and then they always... For basketball, at least, they usually have some kind of gimmick or something going on. Like, for instance, this past year I covered a game against Jesuit, mm-hmm. and Jesuit had a couple people that were out with when that flu bug was going around. So a bunch of Coppell student section, they all came to the game wearing the masks and stuff. So <laughs> I, I like that. I got a, I got a kick out That's of that. That's good. So, yeah, they, they seem <laughs> That's to have clever. Little, like, gimmicks and kind of maybe yeah. do a little more research to try to get under the skin of their opponent and, uh, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that, that's what kind of jumps out to me there. I think one of the uh, one of the things that really does make a good student section is the the, the bits. Yeah. The student section that's willing to go beyond just the chants and really does kind of yeah. have a yeah have a gimmick. Yeah, so you can to get speak. a we believe chant anywhere, but yeah. when you're doing some research, they need to retire to, the we believe yeah, chant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still blame Marcus basketball for that. But <laughs> with um with you, you talk about just like student sections that have uh, that have bits and gimmicks and Kendrick. You can mm-hmm. speak to this because oh. McKinney High actually developed some uh, a bit of a, a bit of a reputation for a bit that they did with their uh, with a couple of their students recently. Yeah, they um, they have 
the, 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 the they have like a, a hierarchy, like like the seniors this year pick who's gonna be next year's coming up, <laughs> senior leaders and everything. It's like Boyd does the same thing. It's like I would give the edge to Red Nation over Lion Nation for one little fact. I ain't never seen nobody packed out for a soccer game in a regional four five hours away. They were like had a bus just for the Red Nation people for a soccer regional. I never seen that <laughs> at any sport. But Red Nation and Lion Nation, you can't have help but to get see what they're gonna do next. And like I'm talking about they know like who you're dating and everything, like during volleyball. Oh yeah. And then the crazy thing during volleyball, one of the <laughs> players was dating one of the, the head people of, of Lion Nation so it was like so like he's like vocal yeah such 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 and such and then his girl hits the ball uh. <laughs> <laughs> one other bit that uh, McKinney High um, does I don't know if they I didn't get to cover too many home games for uh, for McKinney High last year but the MHS ESPN oh yeah they, uh, they, yeah, they uh, 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 I can't even get a follow I'm holding Jake Smith accountable they, <laughs> they, they like have a hierarchy on that like who who's up runs the Twitter and everything and everything is like from stuff that we do on them to negative stuff somebody do like they have a that article, MHS, let's represent and let them know what Lion Nation's all about. Because what it is, is they have, like, McKinney High has a couple students who basically, it's like a mock ESPN yeah, booth. I think I've seen yeah. it. Where they have a couple students. They do it this year at the games, but last year they did. And it's usually like high-profile athletes. It's not like just like regular yeah. students. It's like guys that were like yeah. starting pitcher, but during basketball season, he's like the lead guy. And <laughs> the guy that's like one of the key players in the basketball, he's at the baseball games because it's not his season. But it's it's they definitely have a fluid system over there. I actually just saw I'm looking at the MHS ESPN Twitter account and as of two days ago they just tweeted out that apparently the founders of MHS ESPN have now graduated. Yeah. So they're about to usher a new era in this. What I just tell you. And they've actually just, it says right here is with great honor that uh, Ryan Holster will now take the reins. So they've already named the successor. I told you. I told you. Yeah, I didn't know who it was but I know that they, and it's like a, like a legit vote and all that stuff. It's not like Hey, we're picking him. Like yeah. there's like six to ten people that get together and they make a vote, which is kind of crazy. As far as um the best student sections, like in the district that Kendrick, you and I are going to cover quite a bit in the coming year, nine six A, which is the Plano ISD, Allen, Kenny we, ISD. Well, they, they, they student section that just because of the sheer humanity of people. But here's the thing. <laughs> but I actually think I actually think I mean I think Jesuit is yeah. probably going to be pound for pound the best student section to look forward to. They that was Mills, though. So they don't, they don't have no boundaries. Like, like ladies kind of stay within the line <laughs> where guys don't so they kind of have a built-in advantage with um with jesuit they have um i don't know how many like actual like bits that they do like you had mentioned with what capel does yeah. but what they do i mean it's it's a student section that they you know there's a lot of quantity yeah. students always turn out in big numbers for just about all of their home games and they've got like uh, just the creativity and some of the chance like yeah. of the times that i've seen their other uh, boys basketball team play they will um they'll actually chant the actions during a basketball game yeah. they will chant dribble, dribble, dribble <laughs> as the opposing team is bringing the ball up the court. They'll chant pass as he yeah. hits it off. And just, <laughs> just stuff like that. And obviously that has to, that has to screw with the psyche yeah. of, the, uh, you know, of, the, of the opposing team. Just little bits like that. And one thing you had mentioned, you know, when you know, Boyd showed out really strong to a soccer game. This is how you, you know the Jesuit students. Five hours strong. away. That's the key. It mm -hmm. wasn't like it was like they played in Arlington. Mm -hmm. They were in Midland yeah. and they had a bus just for Red Nation. I saw, I was, on, I was out covering Allen's, uh, Allen's 
Children's Holiday Tournament. Yeah. Jesuit had a cluster of students there for a random pool play game <laughs> at a winter at a winter tournament. That right there is dedication. That's how you know you've got a uh, you know you've got some support from your student body. Um, what um what do you guys think? I mean, one of the student sections I think are one of the most you know compelling subplots, like yeah. in covering high school athletics. They just make the atmosphere just that much more special. Yeah. You just can't you can't replicate that just at other levels because the games are just so like I think basketball is the sport that really kind of helps get it across the desk because everything's yeah. just so kind of condensed and closed yeah. in. And the, the other thing about basketball is sometimes the configuration of the arena can mm-hmm. really make a difference. Yeah. Like if you're at a stadium where it's just two sides and you know the student section is mm-hmm. just you know one little area and it goes all the way back, but when you're at a state a gym like Capel or Louisville has where the students can actually get behind the basket and yeah, and they have the signs that are disorienting with the shooting free throws. Big fat heads yeah. and stuff like that. It just seems to make a difference that when they're kind of mm-hmm. right up on the action and right behind the, the game. There. What do you guys think just goes into making like a good student section? Uh, consistency, uh, the coordination. Like yeah. um, Boyd, I think McKinney. I didn't see it last year covering it, but I know Boyd has a color that different shirt for like every sport. Okay. Yeah. With their Red Nation. But McKinney was right on point, mm-hmm. and it's not no, we believe we will win stuff. So it was, like, yeah, very specific yeah. for that team. And then um, just, like, the, the depth. Like, I, I like the, like, the McKinney has, like, the guy that may not be playing in their basketball season, he's the pitcher, so he's doing mm-hmm. his thing. So when he's pitching, the guy that's one of the key basketball players and football players are at their mm-hmm. game, they have. They all work together. They work yeah. together. And then Boyd, though, a lot of theirs are just straight students. Like, if you go to the Red Nation website, on, well, not website, but on Twitter, it says um, the home of future CEOs, doctors, and lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> the um, the consistency thing is big because I mean obviously it's very tough for any student body to adhere to this. But don't just show out when the team's good. Yeah. Be there, be there all across the board. Your fans, be there through the ups yeah. and the downs. That's what part of being a sports fan is. Because um, I was just thinking of like some of the you know some of the more you know infamous uh, student sections that you know I've seen in my yeah. time like covering Plano ISD and you know back when you know unfortunately what I just said like a lot of those best student sections coincided when teams like Plano West Plano East were at their best yeah. over a certain point of time but I was just thinking back um, just um, what are some of like the best student sections you guys have seen whether it was for a specific team or a specific yeah. you know stretch in time ever? yeah yeah just oh I, I grew up in Garland district mm-hmm. and I was South Garland so I, I got more treatments in South Garland High School than I did playing D1 the closest thing in, in college is we played at the University of Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. and like they're like Gallagher Barina, they're like right there in Kentucky. Yeah. Other than that, South Carolina High School was the most intense atmosphere I was in college or high school. Interesting. And, yeah. What was it? Do you remember much about that? The atmosphere of South Garland was like, so hostile. Like they they found like a nickname and stuff. This is pre Twitter and stuff. I know yeah. I'm dating my stuff. <laughs> they have a nickname. You come in or if something happened, like one of my guys checked in. You know how you have to have the matching T-shirt. Mm-hmm. This was our junior year, and he comes in with the T-shirt, but it didn't match. So every time he touched the ball when he came over there, T-shirt, T-shirt. <laughs> like they were on point. Yeah. But I, from the, I still am impressed from Boyd because it doesn't matter if it's football. Like you say, everybody has football. I never seen people have cheer sections in soccer. Yeah. They like they're like the whole boy boys playoff round. They were there for soccer. That's how you know they're devoted. Yeah, when you're just when you're showing love, not just basketball, football, but the more you know the sports that don't get as much love from the rest of the student body. Yeah. The one that kind of jumps out to me was uh, following the Louisville softball team that won okay. the state title a few years ago, and they had a pretty uh, active student section. They would all 
different things like two strikes they would all like shoot arrows at the batter and stuff just <laughs> little gimmicks <laughs> like that just uh, chants and stuff like yeah. that so they had a real fun time with it and they they showed out real well at the state tournament that year too and, and took over uh, down in Austin even though they might have ruined the We Believe chant Marcus still did yeah. they did have some pretty good student well, what, sections what, what, back what, what, during, during the Marcus Smart Phil Forte just the yeah. We Believe chant is when it, that's when that chant ever entered my consciousness was when <laughs> Marcus Basketball was on their run and mm-hmm. That chant would be going on, and I don't know. I just kind of got it. It's over you. That that, that, that wasn't the golden age for you. You guys are up by ten. Best team. You better believe you're going to (laughs) win. I had a. Uh, I remember covering a playoff game between Plano East uh, and Richardson boys basketball, and I was sitting right behind the Richardson student section, and or in front of, I should say. And I swear that they broke out the We Believe chant about six times yeah. over the course of the game. <laughs> and I just like I know you're more creative than that. There's so yeah. many. I mean, they were really loud. They were really vocal. But that was the only chant that they knew for that game, apparently. <laughs> and they lost that game, unfortunately. So it was all for all for not. But they believed. So that's they believed. Yeah. That couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> they oh, <won>. <laughs> Um, thinking of uh, just some of the more like notable student sections I've seen. Speaking of Plano East, they're at least one of the ones that does have a uh, you know when their section has been at its best. They actually have a nickname for the section, and it's not the normal like mascot nation yeah. or whatnot. They call themselves the Jungle, as the Panthers. Yeah. So it's you know you can see the the tie there. But um, what they would do, I always was fascinated the different bits that they would do during pregame intros. Yeah. One um every uh, I've seen them. There were times when they would like everybody in the in the student section would have newspapers. Yeah, and then during the other teams like intros, yeah, so you would have so an entire third of the stands with newspapers held yeah, up against their faces. I've so gone did that. Yeah. When they call our names out, they'd be like this. The best one I've seen though was I like um, that better than just the back turn. <laughs> How about this one? <laughs> when um when Plano East when the other team was being introduced, there were times when the Plano East student section would pretend that they were all asleep. Yeah. they would all just <laughs> fall like fall back on the bleachers. <laughs> they would be draped across as if they were all collectively passed yeah. out. And then once the um once they were done introducing the other team. And then the second they start introducing East, the players all simultaneously just erupt yeah. and just start jumping around and ex- <laughs> yeah, it was just and they just start going bonkers and just going from zero to sixty just like that. That was I thought that was a really really nice. Not a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, then Plano West uh, boys basketball during their you know their uh, yeah, their that, super team run and their uh, super <laughs> team. I'm talking about the one on the night the, the, the Tyler and yeah the Tyler right? Davis DJ Hogue Mickey Mitchell super friends the. <laughs> And uh, Soso Jamabo, of course, um, just that uh, that era where, I mean, Plano West student sections were just, I mean, that was, I mean, they called themselves, um, you know, I told you, Plano East used to call themselves the jungle. Plano West called themselves the hype because of all the, <laughs> <laughs> because of all of just the uh, the blusters surrounding that, uh, surrounding that team. And they had the, you know, well, I believe the hype chant that was there, that was their go-to. But um, what they would, um, that was just as far as just sheer, like, action. I mean, it was like you were watching the game, but you couldn't help but just be entranced by just what was yeah. going on in the stands at the same time when it was, I mean, they had, like, students waving flags. They had the giant, car, you know, cutout heads. Boyd has a press of Red Nation mm-hmm. flag that's specific for Red Nation. Like, it's kind of like the mascot and American flag combined, but it's a Red Nation flag. And it goes in and outdoors. I've seen it in football. I've seen it in um, basketball. So I, that's pretty impressive. They have the Red Nation flag. They get the waving when they make a run. Plano West had a, uh, during that same uh, that same student section, they had like this bit where they would part the Red Sea with one of those flags and have like some guy with one, like just running up and down the, uh, <laughs> up and down the stands with just some bit that they would do at halftime or whatever. Then they also, as far as pregame intros go, 
I was always um, I always loved the bit that they used to do with Soso Jamabo, who was always the last player that was introduced. Yeah. And um, what he would do is after they after they announced his name, he would go and run over to the student section about twenty feet away from them. He would throw a punch at the air, and then the entire student section would just fall back <laughs> as if they all just got collectively knocked out by the punch. Just a cool little bit like that. So, and um, you mentioned just kind of a. Uh, you know, uh, like South Garland, their student section kind of being on the edge of the uh, of the court and just all that, and like the just how hostile that can make it. Before we um we got over here, I was thinking back to a, a game between Plano East and uh, and Plano Senior uh, boys basketball back in 2013, where um it was at Plano, you know, and it was one of those rivalry games where both teams, you know, showed up pretty well <laughs> student wise. Um, you know, Plano East had a chance to put the game away with a um inside like the final couple seconds there was a turnover. Plano East Jarvis Pugh, I want to say it was, had a breakaway dunk gets. An intentionally fouled as he's going up for the dunk misses it and um, because of the nature of the foul both teams are asked to leave the court so you just have Jarvis Pugh taking free throws with .9 seconds left in the game Who scored? it was um, I believe it was it was tied at this time it was tied so yeah, four, he had four free throws uh, he was. Um, I think they just gave him two. I just. Oh. Yeah, he was just given two. But um, so what happened is when both teams had to leave the court, the Plano student section they left the stands and they surrounded the court <laughs> and were just screaming at this poor kid <laughs> as he was yeah, trying to win the game from the free throw line. He uh, missed the first and then made the second. But um, but yeah, just little moments like that that kind of encapsulate just how uh, I mean, yeah, the student section can uh, just really add that extra dynamic to uh, to a game in a really pivotal moment. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's. A Look at student sections. Love them. Love a good student section. They make the games all the more exciting to cover. Do any of y'all student sections move throughout the game? Like, do your volleyball teams like switch sides with the yeah, team? Yeah, I've seen that yeah. happen before. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen that happen. It happens. And, yeah, you kind of have to, and that's because yeah, volleyball is one of those unique sports where yeah, you don't play on the same side of the court all the yeah. way through. So um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll pick this up in a few moments. Going to look at uh, going to look at some look at some rivalries and just kind of the uh, the the uh, the nature of the high school football rivalry, sports rivalry, I should say. Um, after a word from the sponsor. Today's Student Athlete Spotlight is brought to you by Bavarian Grill, authentic Bavarian food and beer garden. Listed by the Zagat Survey as the highest rated German restaurant in Texas for 12 years in a row. 12 years! That's three presidential terms. Uh, you can enjoy traditional and authentic spring favorites now. Everything from appetizers like slow roasted ham hock and potato pancakes to entrees like bratwurst or breaded schnitzel. Uh, bring your whole family for lunch and dinner. They are open Tuesday through Saturday located off Parker and Highway 75 in Plano, Bavarian Grill. And now, let's get back to the podcast. And we're going to pick things back up as we look at another entry in our Summer question series. The question here is simple. Are there any new potential rivalries that could emerge within our new districts for the coming year? So, obviously, with the reconfiguration of these districts, you get some teams that are going to be brand-new district opponents across the board. You're going to have some you know, some schools, like in your district, Justin, rekindling some old rivalries. Yeah. Um, are there any kind of jump-out-off-the-page as far as like rivalries that you're kind of looking forward to in, uh, in any of your districts? Well, like you mentioned, kind of with some of the markets I come, cover, it really is just kind of a renewal. You know, you have the Colony, and they're, you know, pocketed with Little Elm, their natural rival yeah. again. But, you know, now they're in football, they're back with the Frisco schools where they previously Previous to these last two years, you yeah. know, they had spent four years with those Frisco schools, so they're more than uh, accustomed to each other. And it's kind of the same thing with Capel. You know, the Louisville schools always stick together, so mm-hmm. you know, you have your mound showdowns and your X Games. But now Capel's back with the Louisville schools, and during an eight-year stretch from 2006 to 2013, they were with the Louisville schools for six of those years. So those, I know the players are new, but the fans and you know, yeah. stuff like that are more than uh, accustomed to each other. So. 
should be interesting to see how those uh, kind of break down. And then I'm interested to see how Capel and Irving soccer get after it this mm-hmm. year after both making the state tournament last year. With um yeah with Capel, I mean you, I mean those base, like them and Marcus on the baseball yeah. diamond. I mean that's in, in any of those just about any of those football yeah. matchups, whether it's Capel, Hebron, or whatnot. I mean yeah, there's so many <laughs> so many potential, yeah. so much potential for some really really great action there. Um, with Kendrick, um, what do you uh, any any specific rivalries that kind of jump off the page that you're looking forward to? Crosstown showdown. Crosstown showdown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, the the scummy, the interesting dynamic is this year McKinney gets to play both um, North and Boyd because of the new stadium and everything. So that's going to be interesting. That'll be my first time to see on the football field. North, I know they played before um, how that one is, but Crosstown showdown, anything can happen. Like last year when um, Boyd beat uh, McKinney for the ninth time in a row, I swear it was like Friday night lights. Like the last play – Got to get stuffed at the half inch line. Um, um, I think it was it was play Wyatt and uh, I think Matt um, Brett Massey um, took him down like this close. Mm-hmm. It was the craziest scene ever because you got the boy people going crazy and crying because they kept the streak alive. Like on this side, the McKinney people are throwing helmets and stuff. But in the big picture. The McKinney people were going. McKinney was going to the playoffs, yeah. and boy, was it! So it was like a very surreal scene. Like and that could have it, weighed on the decision to like on how they approached that. Yeah, but run. like the coaches and stuff, like, hey, we're going to playoffs. Let's do this. We need. We did. This. We got the big goal, and they like thinking like right there. So that was very odd because the team that was going to playoffs was crying, and the team that wasn't going to playoffs was like super excited. So I never, I had never seen that scene before. But like just the intenseness of that game, like. Like you know how you see in college, like oh they thought the Winkers win. You had text so you. That's right. <laughs> like you literally do that with when Boyd and McKinney played with last year. There's a kid team that caught two touchdowns in that game, and I think I saw him catch two passes in the two years I covered him, <laughs> and that was like his career game. He had I looked in the thing. He had five catches in that game. He had seven the whole season, mm-hmm. and this is the final game of the season. So it's like he showed up and showed out. It clutched out showdown. So you got people that get up for these games, even in volleyball last year. McKinney um, wasn't as talented as Boyd across the board, but they beat them at McKinney, and that one game cost Boyd from going. It ended Boyd's like um, ten-year playoff streak. Wow! So even in like sports that are not as hyped, it goes all. It's every game, and you throw out the records when Boyd and McKinney play. I think um, as far as any potential new district rivalries that could emerge, um, I think the better there's more potential for Prosper to develop some more long-standing rivalries, just because it seems like at least like looking at nine six eight that. Jesuits probably just going to be around for these two years, and then if um you know with you know word that McKinney North is going to make the move to six A, it would just make sense if we're just going to look ahead. Just to, uh, did, did you have you heard that the colony may move up to in the next? Uh, year, uh, I mean? No, I've been looking too far that far ahead. <laughs> 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 but with um, with Prosper, I think there's a chance that like they could be sticking around the Plano Allen McKinney District for quite some time. And I'm anxious to see. I think of all these sports when that Prosper, I think, should be able to ease into and acclimate themselves the best. I think volleyball is a good way to a defending good spot to start. State champions, yeah, defending state champions, they return like 70 percent of their roster. And I actually went back and checked just to see if there's any recent history between them and the rest of that uh, of that district. And granted, it was just in like tournament matches, so it's just three sets early in the season, so teams are yeah. still kind of ironing out their rotations. But it is worth noting the. Prosper does have a five and two record versus Allen and Plano ISD since 2015. So they uh, I think they, they beat they they beat Boyd last mm-hmm. year and they lost to them the year before. Yeah, I think in that same I, I forget how far back it dates, but they were um, at least Max Prep had them listed as one and three against Boyd. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, there's there's at least a chance for uh, for Prosper to be able to make some headway and you know potentially forge some uh, some pretty competitive uh, some pretty competitive athletics against. I think the ladies, girls wise, I think it, it, they match up good. Guys, it's going to be a different beast mm -hmm. because. Um, it's like they went from being the the biggest, but I won't call them the bullies, but the, the biggest dude on the block to they just another face in six six eight. Like they definitely can compete. I think they have more of a chance than Wiley and uh, McKinney had, and we saw what they did in the yeah. first year because nobody saw that coming. Yeah, for sure. What um, what do you guys think makes just a uh, just a great rivalry? I mean, the U.S. I mean, we see these rivalries all all year long. Just in mean, your time covering these schools, just intenseness, three sixty five. Like people are already talking about cross down showdown for the game. They only they it's like they just skip the regular season and won't go to the last mm -hmm. week. And um, that and uh, the the fact that people will bring up a record, like for instance, like. Uh, um, uh, McKinney has beaten Boyd in other sports. Not much like this past year when they were they were what well, they beat him. In. They beat him in basketball. Mm -hmm. They swept Boyd in basketball. Boy, people, thirty-eight, fourteen. That's right. Like, they had, McKinney had all these chances. Thirty-eight, fourteen, and just boom. Now it's nine years in a row. <laughs> so it's like everything is paramount around football at the end of the day. It's all the, you know, it goes back and forth. But it's like if you control the football rivalry, you kind of have a leg up. Is that what you've seen, Just Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think, I mean, obviously proximity is a big player. Oh, yeah. And that helps, too, in high school yeah. sports just because these teams, it's almost like you have to be around. Yeah, yeah. Like kids like with the middle school together yeah. and stuff yeah. on the same team, and now they're playing against each other. And a lot of, a lot of these schools, too, nowadays with – you know, new schools opening up and then, you know, like former Louisville people being at Hebron mm -hmm. or vice versa and stuff like that when new schools open up. I'm, I'm sure it's happening a lot in Frisco where yeah. teams are, players are actually going from their school Same to team one year. <laughs> following and thinking they were going to go to and now all of a sudden they're at a different high school. I think that kind of leads to some stuff mm -hmm. too. And then we, 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 we even talked about how social media, like oh, yeah. a sport like, yeah. a sport like soccer, you got Girls get into it on, through Instagram wars and, <laughs> yeah. and and Twitter wars and stuff like that that you don't know to what what happened. She was talking noise on Instagram and now she can't say nothing. Like, oh, I didn't even know about all that. <laughs> it's the kind of stuff that was you know was probably just as you know just as present you know before social media existed. But now there's actually a platform to see it manifest firsthand. Mm -hmm. Like some of the parents be knowing. Yeah, I saw that message this morning when I woke up. I go, you on Instagram. <laughs> Sometimes it can be healthy rivalries too. It oh, yeah. not have to be hate, and I guess um, some things that lead to that are just kind of coaching changes and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Like for instance, in uh, for Capel, you know, their cross country coach Nick Benton, you know, used to run at Marcus for Steve Telanius, Marcus's head coach. And mm -hmm. Now you know they're going to be going against each other, and you look at like the Colony and Cleve Ryan going facing off against Denton Ryan, mm -hmm. Billy Ryan High School. Yeah. So just ties like that can lead to some rivalries. Yeah, and ties. And the way that the principals set the tone, because in McKinney, all the principals, um, Dr. Pearson, Mr. Bobby, and Miss um, um, Gaskell, they're all friends. Mm -hmm. So that kind of sets the tone where if you get uh, you get an outlier that's like, hey, we're going to do this. Like <laughs> like the Red Nation and um, Lion Nation, about the, I, I can already see uh, it's about to get ratcheted mm -hmm. up because with Coach Shapers, it's a whole new dynamic. Like they're not even playing um, seven on seven. They broke the league up because like, hey, it's a rivalry. We, we see y'all um, November 9th. So 
little uh, dynamics like that kind of can ratchet or kind of just just to kind of like coil it. But I think um, Crosstown Showdown is about to get ratcheted up with the with the new elements in the football one. I think it's always a neat deal too if the rivalry has something at stake and yeah. like you have with uh, with Louisville and Marcus. Yeah, yeah I just think, I don't know, that's just some like there's some yeah. patronage and tradition to that that I think is yeah, this makes it just a little bit more special. Um, what would you say, Justin? I and mean, just the, even just the name like mm-hmm. the Battle for the X or the Mountain Showdown or Crosstown, Crosstown Showdown and stuff yeah. like that. Just kind of. Yeah, they have shirts just for the damn game. <laughs> it's like boom, and they. But the thing is, every year it's specific. It's like so. It's like like you'll see somebody like come in. Mm-hmm. They'll have like the ones they won. Like the boy, they've been winning. They have different one every year with the scores. Like man, you just go into Walmart and you a player. You got to see that. It's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you hang out with your buddies and you see fourteen, thirteen, twenty one. <laughs> that, has, that has to be like kind of demoralized. You just like in the, you're not even thinking about football, but that's got to like register. You see that one person walk around with the shirt on the, on the other team. Even it's like some random parent that's kids not even in the program no more. That just got to inspire you. What do you, um, Justin? Uh, what would you say is just in your time covering Denton County athletics has been like the best rivalry that you've you know covered over the years? Hmm. Well, the Mount Showdown's pretty good, but especially. That's a fly man. No, 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 it doesn't. Those, not at all. Those two go out oh, yeah. in baseball. It's pretty intense. Oh, yeah. They uh, show out, and those are always super competitive yeah. series. And, you know, you can kind of see the, the dislike. And then uh, the battle for the axe is pretty good, too. I think back to – I hate to go back to baseball on this one, too, but one time uh, Louisville beat Marcus, or maybe it was vice versa, but all the students came out and stuck forks in the ground. And, uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So just little things like that. But uh, definitely the – Battle for the mm-hmm. X and the Mountain Showdown. Stick out to me. Yeah, baseball is pretty intense too between McKinney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, so, somebody, um, I don't know, the kid, like he had pulled a hamstring or something. And for Boyd, one of the kids from uh, McKinney, you're not hurt, get up. And then the, refer- the umpire takes off his mask and is about to kick him out. <laughs> <laughs> I would say probably the best rivalry that I've, that I can recall just in my, uh, you know, my nine years or whatnot covering this stuff. Um, Plano Senior versus Plano East football. Just that one always seems. To, seems to kind of stick when I think back to just noteworthy rivalries just over the uh, over my time here. Um, overall, um, I mean, obviously there is just the history of it being like the first football rivalry between the first two high schools in Plano. Um, overall, though, like it's uh, they've played 36 times and Plano leads overall 18 to 17 to one. They had a tie back in 1992, yeah. but um, I mean, it's and then like it's it's competitive in the sense that like you know no team just dominates the other for like you know five to you know five seven years. Yeah, hundred ninety years straight. <laughs> no nine year stretches. In, the, uh, in my uh, so I've covered nine football seasons over that span. Uh, Plano holds just a five to four edge over Plano East, so it's been relatively yeah. back and forth. You do have the added subplot of both of the head coaches for each team being, being brothers, brothers yeah. with Jadon McCullough with Plano and Joey McCullough for Plano East. Not only that, but two brothers that have been around that rivalry yeah. for um you know for, forever, just essentially. I mean, Joey McCullough played for the very first Plano East team to beat Plano back in 1985. Yeah. Um, so because of oh no, I'm sorry no because just because of the age difference you know Jadon went to Plano and then when East was you know when East mm-hmm. was built then Joey went to Plano East and so it's I mean it's something that really does kind of run through there I mean they're they're both incredibly passionate about their alma mater so I think that really does feed into the uh, the essence of the of the rivalry. Well, you think about it, I think Senior High and McKinney are slowly for them to be I don't know because of the older school because it's not like mm-hmm. that when they play Boyd or when Boyd plays East mm-hmm. but when Senior High and McKinney High play it's in football it's starting to 
they get more and more. It's like senior high has this mentality, hey, we're big brother, mm-hmm. but then little brother keep bopping them on the head yeah. the last two years. It's like that wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah, that's Did a, that happen? That's interesting because I was just I was curious just as because I think everybody's kind of got a different take on this. How how important is it for a rivalry for the results to be? relatively back and forth when it comes out to different cities mm-hmm. I think it matters but like boy and the McKinney are going to be McKinney can mm-hmm. lose 20 times in a row they still going to be yeah. getting into it but it makes it more intense mm-hmm. for sure because um, cover one it has nothing to do with this region I was in um, East Texas and I covered Lufkin and um, Nacogdoches Lufkin won like over 20 years in a row but once Nacogdoches beat them they won three of the last mm-hmm. four so it was a big deal so even though they lost 20 something in a row nobody's talking about that because Nacogdoches won the last three of the last four in uh, football so it kind of it goes like you need that you need that animosity more than you need the results when it comes with in inner city is that the way to say it versus like when you have people from different cities like you have Prosper and McKinney or Prosper and um, Plano you need results because it's kind of like you think then Guy was looking at people as his rivals with the, there's no proximity yeah that's <laughs> now I bet you they looked at Allen as a rival <laughs> we know they do <laughs> but did Allen look at Guy as a rival and that's actually a good that's actually a good question because like I was like we all know like you know the McKinney ISD rivalries the yeah, Plano ISD depends on how you look at it yeah with um I was because we know even for like the solo school like I think it's a little bit tougher for the solo school districts just because yeah. you don't have that built in school that's you know just a few minutes away yeah. that oh possibly have to get have some rivalries I don't know mm-hmm. which one they'll have one with either Plano one of the mm-hmm. either the Plano, Plano East or Plano or board of McKinney mm-hmm. I put money on it yeah but is it a is it a rivalry rivalry or are they just gonna like going at each other for two years and then forget about it. Like, for instance, you talk about the solo schools. Like, I think it's been a, probably four years before since Carroll and Capel were in the yeah. same district. But I would definitely still say Carroll and Capel are rivals, even mm-hmm. though they might not have played in three or four years. But if they play in two years, they're going to hate each other and mm-hmm. they're going to go at it. <laughs> <laughs> I was because not like you know about that person. Yeah, I know a little bit about that. <laughs> <laughs> Because that, because uh, I think schools like you know, even though Little Elm, Lake Dallas, and the Colony are kind of on their own, yeah. at least as far as with the Colony being the only five A school in Louisville ISD, but it seems yeah. like those three kind of acknowledge you know yeah. one another as being rivals just due to the proximity and whatnot. Yeah. Here's where this is. I was just kind of getting this. Like Allen, does Allen have a rival in football? I, don't know. I was trying to think. <laughs> it's because you, you can't like because they share the district with you know with Plano ISD, McKinney ISD, yeah. and the like. But they've lorded over those schools for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, they've lost to Plano ISD to a Plano ISD school since 2005. Yeah. And most of the time, those games just frankly just aren't that competitive. I don't think they. I don't think they. The Plano schools are their rivals, mm-hmm. and I don't think they've ever lost to McKinney. I didn't look that up. Unless McKinney beat McKinney could have beat them early two thousands. Boyd's never beaten them. Mm. I know that for yeah, a I know fact. Boyd hasn't, yeah. And um, North's never beaten them. So if they do, they've only they have like a ninety five percent win total against MISD if they have lost one. So it's kind of that goes back to results. Because I was thinking of just like some potential, and I might need to do a column on this at some point. Just yeah. like who, like who would be the closest thing to a rival for a, for a program like Allen? And it's I almost wonder if it has to be almost like a kind of like a Lakers Celtics thing where it's just a team that you only see yeah. during the postseason. Or would it be? A oh, would that be, be like Southlake or something? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Southlake's a good. Like two teams that. 
can argue about quote, being the best program in Texas. Here were the here were the three that I kind of came up with. You have South Lake, who actually is one of the few schools that has a significant head-to-head advantage against Allen. Allen is only two and five against South Lake Carroll, but they haven't played since 2013. Yeah. And it's like because they would schedule occasional non-district games against one another, but they just haven't crossed paths in the playoffs yeah. during that span. Part of it's because of the Division One, Division Two thing. I know South Lake's been D two, yeah. you know, a few times. What about Lake Travis? Uh, I don't think they played each other enough. I think last year was only the. I think last year might have actually been the first time that they played. Oh, the it was in the state title oh, okay. game, yeah. Um, here's another one. Um, DeSoto. DeSoto's one that, like, for. That's they own DeSoto, though. That's the thing. I think, the, I think DeSoto looks yeah. at Allen's arrival, but Allen don't look at them because these, DeSoto. A lot of these can depend because on. Because I know people that yeah. go to go to DeSoto or went to DeSoto and people that um, do in their media, and it's like, yeah, as long as we don't play Allen, we'll be all right. So they're definitely on yeah. Allen's radar. I mean, so, Allen's on their radar, but I don't think DeSoto's on Allen's. Because here's, like, because their, their rivalry is, if you want to call it that, is it, here's how it was framed. So they played each other four straight years in the playoffs from 2012 yeah. to 2015. Um, Allen won all four, but the, those last three games were all decided by a combined 11 points. They were really, really competitive yeah. to the point where you never really, like, Allen won, but it wasn't by, like, the sequence of events that led to all three of those wins weren't, you know, events that led you thinking, like, oh, Allen's just, you know, head and shoulders above yeah. this DeSoto team. How come, how come the Allen fan base, like, um, they, when, it, when a game is close, something's wrong. Like, that other team didn't de- it's good it's like well we just didn't play good it's like <laughs> it's just fans in general yeah, it's just fans in general man. but yeah so much of it is the just the, which perspective you're looking mm-hmm. at you know you look at like college like who's Texas Texas rival maybe this little Texas but Texas would say no you're not a rival yeah. Oklahoma and A&M are a rival mm-hmm. so you know there's a little big brother little mm-hmm. brother thing in a lot of these rivalries because that is I was just curious because those like those Allen DeSoto games those are just like pound for pound some of the most yeah. like intense exciting games that I've seen just covering high school football but at the same time one team won all yeah. four of them so how much do you weigh that versus just how competitive I they would, were I would still say it's a rivalry mm-hmm. and I like kind of those rivalries that just kind of get born out of circumstance oh yeah, like, I remember yeah. the Hebron and Carroll girls soccer teams it seemed like they were playing that's when, was, that's when, resu- that's when results come in because mm-hmm. I know South Lake they took out um Boys volleyball. They took out both um, boys soccer, boys and girls soccer. So if they win one of those or something, the rivalry. But in soccer, mm-hmm. it's kind of they've had shootouts back to back years. Last year, uh, Southlake won. This year, Boyd won. So if they see each other again next year, and it's always in the first round. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know this year was Southlake ranked this year. I know last year For they both were, soccer. Yeah. I don't know if they were like on the last year they were both in the top ten of the state and they're playing the first round of the playoffs. That's like absurd. And then it comes down to shootouts where anything can happen. So it kinda like as you say by circumstance. Mm-hmm. But now now they can't see each other until like regionals, right? Because of new being in region two and region one. Yeah. It would be well, it wouldn't be until well, state semifinals. Yeah, because yeah, two of those Allen DeSoto games were in the state semifinals, yeah, yeah. and the other two were in the second round, and that's just because of the way the brackets shook out. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you did have like just major, major stakes. So I was just curious where y'all kind of stood on, because that's such a unique circumstance. Because those were like arguably, I mean, that's why you need results. Because, yeah. like I said, you think people are, like they couldn't. They're like, okay, DeSoto's over, but they're not like oh, it's DeSoto. Where DeSoto's like. 
office. I might get Allen before we get up there. Yeah. <laughs> like it would shock me to learn that Claude Mathis, who is DeSoto's old head coach, still has like night yeah. terrors about Kyler Murray on occasion. Yeah. Well, you can look at yeah. the other ways. The same way DeSoto looks at Allen, you mm-hmm. can say Capel looks at DeSoto because mm-hmm. they were losing. Capel would lose to DeSoto before those Allen games would happen for yeah. three or four years in a row. <laughs> With um, so I mentioned Southlake and mentioned DeSoto's potential rivals for Allen. Um, another team that I'd probably you can maybe make the best case just because of you know just come some of the factors that we've talked about. But Euless Trinity is another interesting one. Euless Trinity Allen is five and three um, all time against Euless Trinity. They've um, they've played each other eight times since two thousand and eight. So there's at least you know there's at least enough frequency there. I do think frequency matters. Frequency and, and when it comes to football, mm-hmm. how many chips you got? Like that's a legit rivalry because I, I know they they can't play the state title game, but they've each got multiple mm-hmm. state titles in like re- recent like last five six years. So it's like well they got that one back in '04. Yeah, they just won last year. Like they've been like winning the last five years. That's definitely it's been a minute for Trinity though. <laughs> so back in 2000, was it the Brandon Carter team? I think. Oh, it's been yeah. four. It's been over five years. Did that team end up winning state though. I don't think they. Did. Or did they lose to Pearland? I, that team I don't know. That's I didn't. I didn't come to the podcast expecting yeah. to have to know that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but, yeah. real quick, but at least um, so they've played each other eight times. You know, since '08, six of those games have been in the playoffs. So there is that. You know, that added that added importance in the yeah. That definitely home. makes a big deal versus playing in week two yeah. or kick off the season where anything can happen in 2010. Uh, Two thousand ten. Yeah. There you go. So, um, so it was, and the games have always been competitive for the most part. Last, even like even this past season where they played each other in the state quarterfinals, and um, it was the most lopsided of any game between the two. Allen won, I believe, forty-one to twenty. But even that game was kind of slightly uh, marred by some uh, some controversy, yeah. some controversies regarding the uh, the officiating and whatnot. That uh, actually might have jump started the uh, the initiative to get instant replay implemented for the uh, <laughs> the state championship games this coming season. Um, so yeah, I think you can make a case this that Allen's five and three against Trinity. And like I said, there's enough. There's been enough back and forth there to where you can make a case that, as tough as it is to pin down a, a rival for uh, for a program like Allen, that you know Trinity might at least check off enough boxes to where that's yeah. uh, that's feasible. Well, I guess is there anything else that we're either missing? Anything else y'all wanted to add on the subject, or that just about do it? So uh, yeah, that'll just well, that's some uh, some student section and some high school rivalry talk. So uh, hey, folks, that'll do it for this uh, this edition of the Star Local Media Sports Podcast. Kendrick, Justin, appreciate y'all for tagging along. We will be back on Monday with uh, with some more year in review. We'll check off uh, what do we have on the docket for Monday. Frisco, McKinney, and Allen. I think we have scheduled for Monday. So we will uh, yeah take a look back at the athletics years that uh, that was for those uh, for those markets. So in the meantime, folks, uh, hey, y'all enjoy the rest of your week. We will talk to y'all later. Thanks again for checking out this edition of the Star Local Media Sports Podcast, brought to you by Yield Butcher Shop, a meat market and burger joint based in Plano. It's summertime, folks. The temperatures are going to start heating up, and what a better way to break into that summer heat than to break out the grill and do some barbecuing. Well, guess what? Yield Butcher Shop has you covered. They can help you with everything from catering, grilling, barbecuing, or any special occasion, serving the finest cuts of meat from every day to exotics. They are located at 811 East 15th Street in Plano, open Tuesday through Saturday, a smoking good time since 1974, Ye Old Butcher Shop. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. 
But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.